Sock it to me. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. Sugar and spine. I feel nice. I sugar and spine. So nice, so nice. I got you. When I hold you in my arms, I know that I can do no wrong. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to the Mel and Floyd Summer Replacement Show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but with us as always, the man who knows everything, Mr. Smarty Pants. Having a hard time getting up to the microphone here. This you chair, are? this chair's like a barca lounger. <laughs> <laughs> Put my my footstool down before I get lazy boy there. Lazy boy. Yeah. So how you doing? Good. Good. All right. How, uh, how are you? I'm okay. I I just have to say though, I read the. News this morning about Alexei Navalny, and I, I, and besides the intrinsic horror of it, I, because you know something happened to him. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was an eerie trifecta for me because I've been following now. You know, I like to look back in the past and see we, we suffer as a species from presentism. You know, it's right in our face, so it must be the worst thing ever. And I've been kind of tracking things. You know, I mean, the incursion of Hamas into Israel was 50 years from. The Yom Kippur War, and uh, you know all the trials and tribulations that uh, that uh, our, our buddy, uh, uh, the big orange one, is going. I don't want to say his name. The big orange one is going through. It's like this is coincident with you know the un- unspooling of Watergate. And now with Navalny, yesterday, fifty years ago, fifty years ago yesterday, Alexander Solzhenitsyn was uh, exiled from the Soviet Union and accused of of being treasonous. Basically, his family fortunately was able to come with him. And it's just like, it's just this weird feeling of sort of cyclical nature of, of the kinds of issues that come up. And, 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 and to the people that were living back then, that was just as, you know, a big a deal to them as right. what's going right. on right yeah. now is to us. I don't know if that provides perspective or some eerie coincidences or, or what it is, but it's just interesting that when that third thing happened, I thought, this is kind of bizarre. Or it shows we never learn anything. And just we never learn, yes. <laughs> We sure don't. <laughs> Same crap. Criminal presidents. Some some tyrant, tyrannical thing going on in Russia and and uh, the Middle East. So those that fifty years still same thing. Same thing. Nothing's changed. Yikes. And how about you? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Good for you. I've been outside a lot this week. Walk, oh, very nice. Walking Clopsy in the yeah. in the wetlands area. Millions of, of birds out there now. Oh, my goodness. You it's notice a, any snow coming by? <laughs> I didn't see any snow <laughs> 
thunder blizzards or anything like that. Excellent. No, the, the geese all moved into this little pond where we walk, and it's like just hundreds and hundreds of them, and they're, sure. they're so loud. It was, they're I all just, getting jobs at Epic. Is, is that it? <laughs> it's not too far away. It's, it's an easy commute there, as the crow flies. But uh, but they were so loud. It was amazing. I had to stop and just listen for a while. It was just it just was very well, excellent. Very inspiring. I, mean. I got to get out. I know I've, I've been really, you know, it's ever since the pandemic, I, a lot of people talk about how that changed the patterns of their lives. Yeah. And uh, it did for me. I, I spend more, much more time indoors. Really? And not uh, exercising as much as I used to and yeah. so on. I think about that as like, I need to get my... You were never like Daniel Boone to start with. Well, no. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So just take that as the set point. <laughs> you can imagine how... I mean, what, I'm I have like, to go get I'm like Miss Miss Faversham now. You know? I have to go get the mail. <laughs> yeah, I know. There was a day when I was very proud of the fact that I had not walked down the staircase. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ew. <laughs> it's funny. My my kid to my kid the the mail doesn't exist. Yeah, like I mean, I was out of town one time for yeah. like I don't know four or five days, and I came back, and she never even picked up the mail. Yeah, well, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Somebody keeps putting these things in yeah. in, the, in this box out front. It's like they used to bring milk to your house. You know? I mean, it's like, what, what is all this? I don't get it. There, there was a, a, a there was a Tina Fey show called, I think it was called Good News. It wasn't great, but it was it, it was okay. It kind of had its It was moment. good news. It, yeah, it, it was good. Great. It not not great, news. but it had yeah. uh, um, Andrea Martin in it from Second City TV. And okay. I, I love her. And she, she got a job as like, like a, as the oldest uh, as an intern in her 60s she was trying to oh, find nice. something to do yeah. and uh, and uh, the something to aspire to and all the other interns they had they would take turns buying lunch and stuff and paying each other back you know venmoing each other and mm-hmm. stuff and the, the one one young intern was just confused she was holding up this, this money that uh, Andrea Martin gave her and she was and she gave me all these these green coupons <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh Hey, there's a new president in Finland. Really? Just in time. And uh, just like here in the United States, he speaks five languages and has a PhD. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what we aspire to. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we almost got that with Obama, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, we've slipped since then. It's called a poof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, uh, his name is Alexander Stubb. He's from Sweden originally, and he speaks... What? Well, I mean, his family's from Sweden. Okay. There's a lot of Swedish speakers actually in Finland. Those used to be, uh, you know, the countries were very closely connected. Sure. And uh, he speaks uh, Swedish, and he speaks Finnish, and he speaks English and French and German. Wow. So, uh, and he's, uh, he knows a lot about foreign affairs. He used to be the their minister of foreign policy. And uh, so this is a, a especially appropriate time to have uh, someone with that background because, of course, uh, they're worried about uh, what's going on with their their neighbor, you know the the neighbor, the you know that that sweet, innocent, <laughs> wonderful guy that lives next door. Oh know? yeah, the kind of guy that you know if you mow mow over the line slightly, launches nuclear weapons at your capital. <laughs> that guy. Did you see that? Oh my God, I love this. <laughs> Putin was uh, giving an interview in uh, in Moscow this week, and he. He actually sort of made fun of Tucker Carlson. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, why didn't he ask any hard questions? <laughs> like, <laughs> we all wondered that, Vlad. You, you, you know it's a softball interview <laughs> yeah. when Putin's complaining about yeah. it. <laughs> it's not a single. What's your favorite color? <laughs> How did you become so great? <laughs> 
Do you like me? I, I like you. <laughs> yeah, you know. Say yes or no on this little card. Yeah, little, little checkbox. Yeah, checkbox. <laughs> so, I guess. I guess. Uh, talk, Putin made Tucker wait two hours oh, for, yeah. for the interview. Oh, uh, that just made him love it all the more. <laughs> <laughs> they had this picture of him sitting. It looked like like a like a crappy little plastic chair. Yeah, and there's this, <laughs> this picture of him. Sitting, it might not have been, but yeah. it, but it had that, that would be perfect though. But it had that feel. Little you know school kid chair <laughs> <laughs> designed by top posturologists. <laughs> <And, Yeah. laughs> and, and they showed him sitting there in this room by himself, looking so bewildered. Well, he always looks bewildered. Yeah. But, but it was just a great photo. <laughs> He's waiting two hours for. Wow. He's a busy. It. It's that's hard to be a dictator. It's busy. That's true. Busy, busy, busy. You, you gotta, gotta. You gotta dictate a lot. The problem is just all the micromanaging. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like right. That's what you do. You micromanage. What are we having you know? for lunch today? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. What's everyone having for lunch today <laughs> in the country? <laughs> we got to figure that out. There's a lot of stuff. I got a lot of a lot of stuff in my inbox today. <laughs> One time when I worked at, uh, I was when I worked at emergency government. I was, I was the best a, kind of government. I was a flunky. That's what I always said. Yeah. <laughs> I came up with a slogan that said the the the. The only good government is an emergency government. There you but go. The, they didn't like that. Yeah, so they, they, funny that. But uh, <laughs> they didn't have much of a sense of humor. <laughs> but one time, so we had like some lunch or something, and and so I was I, it an emergency lunch? It was not an emergency <laughs> lunch, and I, I organized it. And afterwards, my boss came up and told me how disappointed he was because of the menu, because of what they served. <laughs> what you? What'd you I don't serve? know, like food. It was like what, it was what the caterer. You know, they they gave me like three options, and I said I'll take this one, and it was I don't know. So that was the end of your job there. Yeah, I huh? think yeah, that was about it. <laughs> oh, you failed your performance. Yeah. I mean, you, you ordered the lamb chops. You know. Uh, <laughs> hey, got another uh, top leader. Yes, the uh, the new president of Argentina. Oh my yeah. goodness! We're yeah, doing I the think roundup it's, uh, it's basically uh, he's kind of like an Elon Musk clone. I don't know if you've heard about this guy. He's ultra Liter- literally ultra uh, ultra capitalist. You know, wants to. Really shake things up, you know that creative destruction. Oh, is he going to run it like a business? It, Javier Millet, yeah, that's oh yeah, it's going to run like a business. Exactly, that's the problem. He actually had a a, a, a meeting with the Pope, and uh, you might think, well, what's the big deal? The president of Argentina have a meeting with the Pope. You know, the Pope's from Argentina, and it's a very Catholic country, and so on. But uh, but the new president of Argentina has called uh, Pope Francis an imbecile, oh. <laughs> and uh, and accused him of violating the Ten Commandments. Really? So uh, all of them? Or? Yeah, apparently every yeah. last one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's coveting his wife, yeah, his neighbor's wife, yeah, or something. Exactly. Like, darn pope. Uh, he, in 2020, uh, Mr. Melee called uh, Francis the representative of the evil one on Earth. Ooh. And the reason why? Can you guess? Gay marriage? No. Uh, his defense of social justice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He doesn't believe the earth should be a rapacious all against all, you know. But uh, he said that uh, two years later, in uh, 2022, the new president of Argentina said that uh, the Holy Father always stands on the side of evil. Can you guess why? No. He supports taxation. <laughs> <laughs> You mean, you know, rendering unto Caesar? Yeah, yeah. apparently so. I, I don't know. But uh, Francis doesn't get, you know, he he's keeps chill. his mind on the big picture. He's chill. He's got know. those comfy comfy shoes. So. <laughs> he's got that big white coat. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said that uh, he took uh, the president's comments as uh, being made in jest. Oh, okay. So he's like, oh, yeah, he's just, you know, people say things. Jest is a nice place. I've yeah. Been, I've been there. So it's it's part of his strategy. He's, a, it's he's a doing strategy. the rope-a-dope on him. He's, well, he's... he's 
He's like the number one Christian, right? I mean, yeah. he's kind of like, I got it. He's ranked number one. I got it. I got it. For, yeah. In the latest rankings. <laughs> exactly. So he's got to forgive, right? So he's so he kind of downplays criticism from world leaders because oh, okay. he wants to be able to talk to him. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm bigger good. than that. I'm thinking about the universe, God, and everything. You know, yeah. I can't worry about the little president of Argentina or whatever. <laughs> so, so, uh, so they had a meeting, and uh, oh, interesting. And the the new president, uh, he softened his uh, his criticisms, and uh, they attended a mass together, which was uh, was interesting. I think that the uh, president uh, Millier just kind of. You know, elbowed the Holy Father out of the way or something. I don't know what happened. But anyway, but uh, it was uh, to honor a new saint. That's the canonization of Maria Antonia de Pazzi Figueroa, who is uh, known as uh, Mama Antula. She's an 18th century woman who gave up all of her wealth to care for the poor, which, um, you know, I'm sure that the. the Today they call that a sucker. How the church refers to those people. <laughs> as Trump would say, holding the Bible upside down. <laughs> But uh, I'm but, to fleece the sheep here. <laughs> but uh, His Holiness praised uh, uh, Mama Antula. Oh yeah. On Sunday, said she was a model of apostolic fervor and, and I love this, audacity for us all. Oh, very nice. Audacity. So, and he urged his listeners to overcome prejudice and fear, and become closer to the poor. And then he pointed out something, and I'm sure that the president of Argentina really loved to hear. How many suffering men and women do we meet on the sidewalks of our cities? Wow. I saw some some article with some evangelical leaders, and uh, and the interviewer was asking them about um, things like you know turn the other cheek and uh, help the poor and you know love thy enemy and everything and uh, and then these guys said, well that's that's kind of outdated. <laughs> 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 we're wow. mo- we're more modern. We're than, moving on from that. We're more modern that than crap. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who said that? Well, you know, th- there's a, a scholar of religion, Karen Armstrong, and she defines fundamentalism because this is a, a structural characteristic of many religious formations today. She defines it as the act of taking tra- the most aggressive of traditional beliefs and making those the forefront of your religious faith. And it's not about what you believe; it's what but about what you believe about people that don't believe the same thing you do, which is a whole different thing, right? Because you could sit there and think to yourself, "Man, they're going to hell in a handbasket," which is fine. Go ahead, think that. But helping out—that's <laughs> different. <laughs> a constitutional amendment. This is out of Madison, Wisconsin. A constitutional amendment supported by Republicans that attempts to limit diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts in Wisconsin what? won approval in the state assembly yesterday. Oh, good lord! Uh, when the, are we getting new maps? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it fast enough. A constitutional amendment. Yeah. On that. What does it like, even mean? That's too vague. I know. I, I, I know. can't imagine they have it very well defined. I don't know. I mean, it it has to pass the Senate this year, and then yeah. the full legislature next year and we go to a statewide vote and uh so it probably won't go anywhere so it's more posing but uh but you know i mean i was thinking about this earlier today when i was reading the story that uh this kind of stuff has popped up everywhere in the country right in pretty much any state especially when the when the gop is in charge of the state i mean we saw it in florida tennessee 
Arkansas, mm-hmm. and uh, and and it's 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 not like these guys all of a sudden got the same idea no. and, and said, you know what, I'm I'm really mad about these diversity initiatives. Yeah. It, it's like somebody is telling them, somebody's yeah. somebody's right. giving them the agenda, and right? Saying, okay, let's, let's usually giving them the legislation. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah, get, yeah. 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 Here, here do, it is. Do Go this. For it. Yeah. Because they're not going to think that up on their this own. This is your new issue. You yeah. know, this is your new wedge issue. This is why they believe all believe in conspiracy theories. Because that's what they do, right? <laughs> they assume everybody else does it, right? I mean, this is the thing that just cracks me up about all this stuff. It's like everything they accuse people of doing, right. you know, to, to smear them and make it sound like they're really bad and so on. They assume that about everybody else. Why wouldn't they? Because that's what we do. You know, that's that's we, them. We know they have conferences where they get together with the billionaires and the billionaires sit in a room with them and they give them a folder. Yeah. And they say they, they did it with Scott Walker. They said, yeah. here is what you're going to do in Wisconsin. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, OK, it's, chief. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go to Cali? <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the greatest things ever when that guy spoofed Scott Walker yeah, into yeah. thinking he was one of the Koch brothers. Yeah, and, yeah. and you could see the the slobbering. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it was very easy to, in that interview to hear yeah. who was the alpha and who, yeah, was, the, yeah. who was the beta. I right, mean, because right. Scott Walker was just slobbering all over this guy that he yeah. thought was David Koch. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Coke, the pause that refreshes. That's right. <laughs> So Minnesota is kind of I, I remember the the, car, the cartoon Goofus and Gallant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wisconsin and Minnesota are kind of kind of doing that. And uh, now which one are unfortunately, we? Unfortunately, <laughs> we're Goofus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the Minnesota uh, people traveling to Minnesota for abortion or gender affirming care yeah. will now be shielded from legal consequences in other states under new laws signed by Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz yesterday. Good for him. The proposals advanced by Minnesota Democrats came as GOP-led states are debating and passing, you know, this, you know, the garbage. Mm. And, uh, but uh, Waltz, had, when he signed this, said that march of bigotry and hate stops at Minnesota's borders. Freedom is on the march in Minnesota. Decency is on the march in Minnesota. Compassion is on the march in Minnesota. Mm. Apparently, the Minnesota's become this big magnet for um, people seeking um trans care health care and uh because like people can go there and you know not get hung up on stuff but but it was i saw another article that that uh, that's there's like tons and tons of people going there just for that reason Mm -hmm. i'm not sure i like the metaphor of the march of compassion (laughs) (laughs) the war on compassion (laughs) yeah it's kind of like can't we just kind of skip along (laughs) or something i mean do we have to march we we like we like war everything's gotta be a war (laughs) all right i get it we're all walking in locks. War now. on poverty, war on drugs. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe that's what we need to do that more, right? I mean, that's, we're not lockstep enough. I mean, I think that's the thing that you, you see the Republicans and they, they really like to follow the leader and they like to coordinate, as you were just pointing out, in, in some pretty intense ways. And the opposite view is kind of like, well, everybody kind of do their thing. Yeah. And that doesn't really marshal the, marshal the troops if we want to start right. using the metaphors again. Yeah. A court in the Netherlands, the country sometimes known as Holland, uh, just this Monday ordered the Dutch government to stop exporting parts of F-35 fighter jets to Israel. Really? Yep. The Netherlands uh, has a warehouse. Did we get them to do that for Madison? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the Netherlands has a warehouse there of U.S.-owned F-35 parts, and they're exported to countries that operate the fighters. 
Um, Oxfam and two other human rights organizations filed a lawsuit against the Dutch government back in December, just uh, just a couple months ago. And uh, they said that uh, they need that the Dutch government needs to halt the exports because of the uh, concern over potential uh, violations of international law in Gaza. And they, they had the court had a, a ruling initially in December. Uh, they said they weren't going to look at it, but uh, it went up to their court of appeals uh, in The Hague. That's the capital. And uh, they said that, uh, yeah, we'll we'll look at this. And they gave the Dutch government seven days to stop exporting the, the parts to Israel. Um, the court finds, this is from the ruling, that there is a clear risk that Israel, Israel's F-35 fighter jets might be used in the commission of serious violations of international humanitarian law. Huh. I saw a story this week that in, in Russia they were going to raise the age of conscription to 70. Wow. <laughs> so things are going great on the, yeah. our battle with the Eurasia. Or, yeah, right. Or whoever we're at war with. Yeah, this, well, this it doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> it's whatever we say it is. Yeah. So. Wow. so the bears in Wisconsin are not sleeping very well. Oh, really? Why is yeah, that? Yeah, well, the DNR goes out, and they, they, they check on bears in the wintertime. Okay. And uh, you know, they usually uh, find them hibernating, sleep, yeah. sleeping through the winter. Okay. And uh, the DNR people uh, this year are, are a little more cautious because it's been so warm yeah. that uh, when they poke their head in the in the little little bear um, den. Den. There yeah, you go. there you go. Yeah. And uh, when they poke their head in the den, that uh, a lot of the bears are awake. Poking they're, back. <laughs> they're up, up on their phones. You know? yeah, right. It's like... Scro- Whoops! Scrolling through. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> scrolling through Reddit, and you know, <laughs> but yeah. So like, like the 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 game wardens or the the DNR people are yeah. like, oh, th- we got to be careful here because it's so warm. Yeah. That the bears are like, I don't need to sleep. I'm, yeah. I'm What's a- going on here? Spring. I'm awake. And wow. So, so it's just another another little it little was, thing. It was very warm. It has been very warm. I had a story about that, and I don't know what I did with it. I don't seem to see it in front of me, but there is, uh, yeah, they were looking at, it's the only February, obviously, uh, in the history of Wisconsin where they had a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> or a snow-nado, as I like to call it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's unusually warm, and the bears are noticing it, too. So are, so are lots of other things, by the way. I saw a story this week that you can expect uh, increased levels of locust across the United really? States as a result of the warming. Well, thank you, God. I, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sorry. I pray, hey, pray I, to that golden idol. I got, I got to tell you, God's like, this one's on you guys. <laughs> nah, don't blame me for that. How obvious does it have to be? That is a golden idol. There. Oh, you mean the big orange one? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they have a giant gold statue of him yeah, at some yeah, event? Yeah, just Google the image. It's, it's, <laughs> it's creepy. It was like this this golden statue, and then, but it had like his his long red tie on and yeah. and his blue blue jet suit on, and it was very creepy. Was he was he having sex with a flag? No, no, one no, not things. one of those. Oh, not that one of those. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah that's another thing he does. Oh, I know. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird because the religiosity that's associated with many of the folks, I, I, this is old hat, but I mean, they're, they're, it's a very bizarre kind of religiosity that a lot of these really people that really love Trump seem to manifest, as you were just you know referring to earlier. But the idea that they have a golden I- idol of him, <laughs> it's like, okay, 
I, I don't know how much clearer you could be on, <laughs> on the whole Antichrist thing that you guys supposedly believe in. I mean, what, what is that? This is a test. Do you get it? It's a test. You need Edward G. Robinson and to come And you are failing the test. Yeah, exactly. Ah, the golden calf. Where's the golden calf? Yeah, right. Exactly. One of the greatest bits of casting in, in Hollywood. Is the... Did they, do they still show that at Easter on television? I think so, yeah. 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 So. The Ten Commandments is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The ten. <laughs> Edward G. Robinson was like, is Israeli, Israel, Israelite. You see a movie like, but, but that. he sounded like he was a yeah. gangster, gangster from Brooklyn. Exactly. <laughs> you see a movie like that nowadays, and you, all you can think to yourself is, man, they really were afraid of television because <laughs> it's like, oh, they were. Every and, single actor in the yeah. world is in there, yeah. and this huge, gigantic yeah. screen that it was. Oh, they were they were trying all there. all kinds of different things yeah. to to compete with TV, and that was one thing. It's like yeah. you know you could put this on and technicolor and, yeah. and have it a big spectacle and, you right. know it's kind of like now where you go to the movies to see you know superheroes blowing things up that yeah. you know looks better on the imax than on your your tv at yeah home. it doesn't look very convincing on your on your computer yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of, you know zip <laughs> it's like okay that's not much <laughs> as opposed to wow i have to my head has to turn you know i like the, sh- the schlocky horror movies from then because they they did lots of Goopy things, the, the the like the William Castle movies, like yeah. the, the Tingler. They would yeah, they, yeah. they had like little electrical charges in some of the seats, and then during the scary parts, someone would would give the 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 audience little shocks. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've talked about the show the the feud on on Hulu. Yes, and yeah. uh, and one of one of my favorite things it was like just kind of a cameo, but uh, but you know there there was this this schlocky movie maker uh, called William Castle. Oh yes, yes, and oh I had to explain that it, to. Companion when yeah. we saw that, yeah. and and he was he was played by John Waters. John Waters, it was and, and perfect, 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 because he looked just like him. Yes. I mean, he's got the the little. Mus- I mean, he looks like him to begin with. Yeah, I excellent mean, so, so it was perfect. Yeah. And he was like this schlocky guy. They were like yeah. in Oklahoma chasing yeah. somebody with an axe or right. something. She can't. Yeah, uh, the Joan Collins comes down the the, Joan the aisle. Or Joan Crawford. I mean, Joan Collins. Joan Crawford comes down the aisle of the, the movie theater with it with an axe, <laughs> <laughs> poised, ready to That's go. That's when you know your career is on the downside. <laughs> yeah. Well, that she kind of got that the picture on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Near in Oklahoma, <laughs> swinging an axe in a movie theater. <laughs> Carrie Nation, she ain't. Yeah. <laughs> oh. A satellite that measures methane leaks from oil and gas companies is set to start circulating. Uh, the Earth, 15 times a day next month. Google plans to have the the data mapped by the end of the year for the whole world to see, so we can see the where the where the big methane leaks are. So yeah. there'll be a big red spot over my uncle Albert's house. Whew! That's officially what it says. When it <laughs> discovers a patch, you know. Hey, we've got a lot of supply issues going on right now. No. Uh, yeah, uh, because, of course, uh, the, you know, the war in the Middle East or whatever you want to call it, uh, the military conflict. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, but uh, but one thing that's really spooked uh, the nation of uh, Great Britain is the fact that uh, apparently some of the tea that they drink, tea that is grown uh, particularly in uh, in India, is being held up because it can't get through the shipping delays that are currently in the Red Sea. Two oh, really? companies, Yorkshire Tea and Tetley Tea, were the two most popular tea companies in Britain, said in statements that they're monitoring the situation and uh, there's panic in the streets, uh, apparently, because uh, the Brits eat a lot. Eat. <laughs> yeah, they eat it too. They drink a lot of tea. They drink about 100 million cups of tea 
each day. Can you imagine that? People drink uh, slightly more coffee than tea. This is true. But tea is a uh, core part of the country's culture. And uh, they're really worried uh, they're not going to be able to uh, to get that. Um, some people have said that, um, you know, that maybe they could uh, do with less. But uh, but uh, the uh, apparently someone at the American Embassy in London uh, said it was an unthinkable notion. So, so apparently uh, companies across uh, multiple industries... Uh, including IKEA and the uh, the British co- uh, clothing company Next have reported potential for delays, but it's the tea, uh, the tea delay that's really uh, really getting people down. Uh, they interviewed one shopper in London who was who was stockpiling tea, and uh, she said it's like a polite addiction. <laughs> 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 what if there is an actual shortage of tea? Um, uh, one one person who was interviewed said, "In my office, it would be an outrage. Honestly, I think people wouldn't go in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason they show yeah. up for work. <laughs> Got any tea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> I wonder if Brexit has had any effect on that too. That's a good point. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, because yeah. I know they're feeling a lot of lot of pinch from sure from that on different things. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't know." A new study including data from some 1,400 air quality monitoring stations across China has found that suicide rates rise as air quality declines. Oh, yeah. It also shows how a nationwide government-led plan to reduce air pollution helped prevent tens of thousands of suicides in just a few years. Whenever you look at stories like this, you realize how everything is so interconnected. I mean, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know... the the air is crappy and then it affects your your brain and your mood yeah. and, your, and right. your your resiliency yeah. and just uh, yeah. it's just people tend to think that humans and then nature is out there somewhere but we're so interpenetrated i mean we're first of all we're like giant cruise ships filled with all sorts of things that are <laughs> hanging on you know like little mites and bacteria various sorts and so on but i mean it's a big question in uh, in the philosophy of biology. People debate what does it mean for something to be a separate organism. I mean, there's a it's a really hard to define because mm-hmm. everything that you need, you're basically kind of like uh, the the collision among all these various characteristics in your environment. So yeah, I mean, you're you're permeable to everything. Yeah. So you know, well, your eyebrows are an ecosystem. I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're adorable. Those little things. Let that, alone your stomach. Yeah. I mean. yeah. Well, you know, on your forehead every day. Uh, ancient bacteria, anaerobic bacteria that, that you know don't, can't stand oxygen, will breed underneath the waxy film that comes up on your forehead every day. Not on my forehead. <laughs> oh, yeah, yours too. Yeah. <laughs> because that's a nice barrier. It keeps the oxygen off of them. So there is all these archaic bacteria. They've been around since the since bacteria began that uh, they can't deal with oxygen. And they're like, hey, there's got to be little nooks and crannies around. And if nothing else, humans are filled with nooks and crannies. <laughs> This is around 16% of worldwide suicides occur in China, although the country's rates have declined substantially in recent years. Wow. Yeah, here we just shoot each other in crowds. It's our way of dealing with it. You know, one of the things about the uh, the debate about uh, whether Biden has lost it or not is I've been seeing a lot of really interesting articles from, like, neuroscientists and things like that talking about how memory works. And, uh, and one of the things I, I learned this week was the difference between losing a memory and losing the access to a memory, which makes total sense. And uh, sometimes you can have things in there. 
They haven't been wiped. I mean, when they're wiped, that's really bad. That's when you start, yeah. start thinking about dementia. But it's the access problem that's oh. that's an issue. Or uh, another one that I, I just heard this week is um, uh, the way you categorize your access. So, for example, you remember uh, President Biden mistakenly was re- trying to refer to uh, Emmanuel Macron, and he talked about uh, François Mitterrand, who of course died back in the in the 90s. But uh, one one top uh, neurologist who was looking at this said, well, it's obvious. It, he categorized it under M, you know, French President M. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like that's what he brought up when he was thinking about it because mm-hmm. that's how memory works. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of fun in a way to, I mean, it's not fun to contemplate from a political point of view, but it's sort of interesting to hear all these, see all these articles and things yeah. about how memory works. We know pretty much nothing about the brain. I mean, we know a little bit, we know, but we've just scratched the surface. And, yeah, it's like know. cosmology. It's like one of those frontiers that's still undefined in yeah. many ways. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you're listening to the Mel and Floyd Show here on WORT 89.9 on the FM. You might be listening on the internet at WRTFM.org because we stream all of these shows. And um, you, you might be listening in the future because we put all of our shows up in the archives page. And you can listen uh, how, however long you want. However many times you want. So the the music shows are up for two weeks and the talkie talk shows are six weeks, I think. I think mm-hmm. the CIA actually uses our show as a form of torture. Torture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's we got that call from Amnesty that time. I was a little worried <laughs> Would about you that. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can listen to it as many times as you want. That's right. So, so also get the WRT app. It's available at uh, wherever you get your apps and uh, it helps you. Helps you um, listen. Uh, it, it just facilitates things. It's really nice. And um, also you can get a, get our show through various podcasting platforms, Spotify and Apple and all those, thanks to Mindless Minion D-Cubed, who does, does the file management work. So. All right, we have to take a brief break, play some announcements, and then we're going to come back with... Liberal organization has spent $40 million on 2024 candidates. And... Uh, Dog sniffs out mummified monkey remains. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to an alert listener. Was that your dog? <laughs> no, it was not my dog. <laughs> I wonder where that monkey went. <laughs> an, an alert listener sent that in to us. So, all right, we'll be right back. And we're back. So you may have heard that the special counsel that's investigating all the Hunter Biden hoo-ha has charged a former FBI informant with fabricating claims about Biden and his son. No. Yep. This was uh, this was the basis, supposedly, of uh, you know their the the. I guess the impeachment. There, I guess that's fizzled now that they're they're going after the Interior Secretary. But it was all uh, you know all uh, people were all a buzz about the uh, the idea that Hunter and uh, and uh, President Biden were involved in some kind of. Uh, corrupt hanky panky in Ukraine, and it turns out the guy that was the accuser—he's a longtime informant of the FBI, a man by the name of Alexander Smirnov. Nothing suspicious about that name at all. <laughs> uh, the indictment uh, of Mister Smirnov um, did not say whether he was a U.S. citizen. Uh, does not specify his country of origin. Hmm. He did say that he is a businessman who speaks. Russian, and he became an FBI informant back in 2010. So apparently, that they're looking in. I mean, as we know, there's lots of things that uh, that little Biden did that weren't so good, 
No one denies that, including he's uh, still facing indictments on tax charges and and uh, and gun possession charges and so on. But uh, but the biggie, the one, the bribery allegations that have been made is uh, that were apparently were all founded on this one guy and uh, they came to nothing. And so uh, so he's uh, he's now being uh, being charged. Uh, he, uh, in turn, Mr. Smirnoff, uh, blamed the bureau officials for privately telling their committee that their source was credible and trusted. So, uh, you screwed up. You trusted me. You trusted me. <laughs> this is, this is like Trump's defense in the, in the case with his, with his misstatements of, of value of his, of his properties. Right. He said, Hey, they all know we lie. You know, I got like <laughs> what, what's what's your problem? You know, it's like you guys should have known I'm a liar. I mean, why didn't you? He loves telling the little story about the scorpion who gets the ride from the the frog, and then yeah, the and yeah. st- it, but he loves telling that story. So I mean, he's like he's rubbing people's nose in, and it's yeah. like I'm telling you what I yeah, am, yeah, yeah, exactly. and now I'm going to screw you. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Now, now, give, now give me your money. Now I'm going to sting you. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> I love that uh, that his the, the the big trial in New York on the, all of his businesses, the one that could you know take all his businesses away. Sure. We're supposed to get a ruling today, but I don't doesn't sound like we're going to get it. But uh, that they had to delay the the the, the ruling, the final ruling, because they found out that uh, one of Trump's witnesses uh, like perjured himself. All right, <laughs> 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 it's going to take us a little more time to, to factor that into the, <laughs> in, wow into the. <laughs> The damages. So. so, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. I did. So did I. I, I, I got to say, the, the, the you know the the commercials are pretty underwhelming. Everybody gets up about the commercials now. They just like hire celebrities and do little skits yeah. with them. But but the one that that got me is um, the the automobile brand Volkswagen. Yes, they did like a little historical thing on the <laughs> on the history on the on the man. On, you did, and I had did, exactly did the it? same thought. <laughs> like, yeah. Here's the Volkswagen yeah. throughout history. And All I can like, think of was with the boys from Brazil. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> and for some reason, they stopped at about nineteen yeah, forty. Yeah, so. like, I think it was forty nine or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I was like, oh man. <laughs> That's just too funny. How do you even pitch that to yeah, the co- if yeah, you're the yeah, ad agency? Yeah. How do you pitch that to the yeah, company? Yeah. Let's do something about the history of your company. Uh, well, um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what else you got? <laughs> How about if like we have people dancing? Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Commercials are all just people dancing now too. Yeah. It's just fine, but yeah, I mean, it's I'm pretty lazy. Don't so, mind dancing. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, well, I was watching it. and I was really, really rooting for the 49ers because. <laughs> I wanted to see what all the crazy conspiracy conspiracy theorists would say <laughs> if Kansas City lost, yeah. but unfortunately that did not come to pass. Yeah, unfortunately for my reason. I mean, not yeah, not to diss Kansas City fans. You don't care. I don't care. Actually, yeah. I don't care. I didn't. But care. it was. But it was funny because uh, companion and mother of companion were both. You know, from with. Kansas City from the outset. My problem when I watch sports that I don't care about, because occasionally I do care, but when I watch sports I don't care about, is I always inevitably root for the underdog. Right. But if right. the overdog turns out to look sort of underdoggy, like if they're not doing that well, switch back I start I start to waver. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of like quizzling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> who's the the opposite? It's like you know who's the loser? Oh, I want to okay. go with the, oh, I want to okay. go with the loser. Oh, the anti quizzling. Yeah, I'm the anti quizzling. So if the if the team that's favored starts to look. Like they're not doing that great. I start. Well, maybe I'll. Yeah, I feel I'm, sorry for. I feel them. bad for them. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. yeah. Classic liberal. <laughs> <laughs> 
What can I say? I'm so sad and pathetic. <laughs> I saw I saw a statistic that this that Super Bowl was the most watched TV event. Yes, it was. Except for the moon landing. Yep. Yep. They had uh, 123.4 million people watching television. Can you imagine that? That's pretty amazing. But uh, but uh, they they also were watching it on the streaming app, so they included that. Yeah. Uh, the figures. Uh, everybody that watched it on CBS. Everybody watched it on Paramount Plus. Uh, Univision. They Nick- counted Nickelodeon. that. Nickelodeon. Yep. Uh, they have ch- child friendly telecasts, which uh, kind of when I watch a football game, I don't think child friendly, but that's in, that's just me. Uh, but uh, but it was a good game. I mean, they went into overtime. You know, it had a game winning touchdown. I mean, everybody loves that. And then, of course, it had the, the romance and so on. Sure. The faked romance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How could you spend your whole life just, like, sitting there thinking, eh, it's another trick, you know? <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> I saw, that, you know, this is, like, everybody's always upset online about something. So, yeah, so it's, it's the whole purpose of so, it. So it's, it's easy to have. But, the, but that that's how you do journalism now. You go yeah. look on online and find yeah. people upset about something. Right. But, but some people were upset because... They thought that the perfect ending to this season would be is if Travis Kelsey would propose to her at the, yeah. to, tra- to Taylor Swift at the sure. Super Bowl, and they were they were and give her a vaccination at the same time. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right in the butt there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they were like upset that they, they didn't get this big finale, and people are so so you know programmed by reality TV by yeah. stuff like The Bachelor and that where yeah. it's like who's going to get the rose at the actually, end Actually actually for me the look on Taylor's face when Travis started singing was the <laughs> Oh I didn't I didn't Oh my god she I, had this look like okay leave that to me <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I don't try to catch touchdown passes <laughs> yeah, Exactly <laughs> It was it was classic drunk guy singing is what it's oh was it like. oh, okay I knew, yeah it was just pretty funny he was he was singing of all things Viva Las Vegas so you know was it him or his brother no I I think it was Travis oh, okay. Travis was I, I didn't yeah, I yeah. turn I don't watch the yeah, yeah. pre and post game stuff anyway so so I mentioned the uh, this uh, organization uh, it promotes ec- economic policies for working families who knew it's called the Campaign for a Family Friendly Economy. And uh, they declared this week that they're going to spend $40 million backing President Biden and other candidates on the Democratic side of the ledger. Uh, they, this, this is the largest political investment by this organization, and it's, uh, it's to help Mr. Biden and raise the profile of economic issues. And the issues that they have in mind that are family-friendly, from their point of view, are things like the cost of child care and the cost of elder care. And I don't know much about that first one, but I can tell you a lot about the second if you want to want to hear more about it <laughs> no <laughs> and rightly so right. <laughs> uh, alert listener janice sent us this email to very good melon floyd mailbag at gmail.com excellent canine sniffs out mummified monkey remains <laughs> at airport well that's the perfect melon floyd story <laughs> it was it's it's in the boston it's a little beagle here oh, yeah. he's a very cute little beagle so but um this was a Boston Logan Airport at the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Canine sniffed out the mummified remains of four monkeys during a screening. So it was inside a passenger's luggage on a flight from Paris. The owner declared the remains uh, as dried fish, but according to Customs and Border Protection, it was actually bush meat, which is raw or min- oh, minimally no, 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 no. processed meat from wild animals. Wow. Illegal to bring into the U.S. because it contained germs and illnesses yep. and all that stuff. Yep. So. But uh, 
The CDC and prevention uh, detained the meat and the market for destruction. Uh, and uh, so thanks. But they didn't give the dog's name, which they, they should. I mean, that's, that's the dog was the hero here. So. But uh, they just. But anyway, so this cute little beagle sniffed out some monkey. Oh, there's a picture of it. Monkey remains. Wish we could show that. Show that with people. It yeah. looks. Uh, it looks very attentive and uh, and efficient. Like it, it, does, it does things well. <laughs> One time when I was uh, at the Humane Society, I, I had my dog, um, Shemp, the Wonder Dog, was with me. A big old German yep. German Shepherd English. Uh, um, German Shepherd and English Sheepdog mix. Yeah, and uh, that's and the least muddy dog I think you've ever had. Was, <laughs> <laughs> probably, <laughs> but anyway, she was with giant me. two breeds. <laughs> some guy came out. Some guy from I don't know, he was from the DEA or something. He was looking for dogs that we had at the shelter that he could adopt and turn into drug sniffing dogs. Yeah, and he looked at Shemp, and Shemp has like the, this the big big black nose, like right. a lot of them. and no eyes, as I and, and no eyes. And, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and he goes, "How about that one? <laughs> She'd be really good at it, yeah, but but, yeah. but she'd probably gobble the drugs down. Yeah, my dog's not going to become a narc. I know exactly <laughs> what I said. It's like, <laughs> man, Shemp, you don't want to be a narc. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I thought it was weird. He came to the shelter looking for for animals unless he was you know a scam of some kind yeah. but the, I don't know it sounds it sounds reasonable to me we had a guy from a, <laughs> a restaurant one time who called and said he would take any puppies we had don't <laughs> we said no <laughs> don't call again oh, I'm serious that, that was a real call I took <laughs> I was like nope go away <laughs> So Greece became the 16th country in the European Union this week to allow same-sex marriage. I saw that. And it's the first country that is uh, predominantly Orthodox Christian, uh, with that, which is a big deal because the, the, the Orthodox Church is pretty conservative in like Europe. That, yeah. And they're not terribly happy about things like this. There's a 300-seat parliament there, and the bill passed by 176 votes. So 176 for and, uh, pardon me, yeah, 176 for and 76 against. And then uh, other people, uh, two voted president and the rest abstained. So according to um, um, the president of the Greek National Commission for Human Rights, uh, a woman by the name of Maria Guvinelli, she said um, that the measure was long overdue. And another uh, Greek citizen, a woman by the name of uh, Stella Belia, she's a founder of something called Rainbow Families, she said, it's a major victory that we've been fighting for for years. And a quote from Ms. Belia, it makes life much, much easier for many people, and it protects children who have been living in a state of precariousness. Oh. And the reason why that last part is important is because along with the rights of marriage, uh, of course, comes the right to uh, basically be a parent uh, to a child when you are in a relationship with someone of the same sex. The, uh, the church and other uh, associated organizations spend a lot of money to try to undermine uh, this. But, um, and uh, and after, the, after the bill was passed, the Holy Synod, as it's called, the Greek Orthodox Church's highest authority, uh, argued that the bill, quote, abolishes fatherhood and motherhood, neutralizes the sexes, and creates an environment of confusion for children. So it's not about helping and making things easier. It's that somehow, once you let the floodgates go, everyone's going to want to do this. <laughs> I didn't realize the gay lifestyle was that attractive, but oh, apparently yeah. it's super attractive. Sure, sure. Well, you got to recruit. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You can't reproduce. Yeah. So, yeah well, no, but everyone's just going to go racing toward that. Yeah. Not even know what fatherhood and motherhood are anymore. Yeah, that's, that was always that was the concern here. That you'd hear that, that slippery slope argument. It's yeah. like, oh, everybody's going to. 
run over. Well, it's this kind of thing with the, the same with the, the trans, you know. The problem is when you have now, oppression like, and then you lessen the oppression, then people who were hiding or lying because of the of necessity suddenly they appear and you think oh my goodness this is causing it as opposed right. to no no that what you were doing before there. was stifling it yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> can't quite get that concept through their heads hey did you see there was an article this week about our buddy dave zero oh i did yeah, yeah it was no your uh no your madisonian and uh that this was great it, uh, now dave used to be have a show on a WRT. He was a volunteer here and had a music show right after our program. Yeah. And we always enjoyed talking with him and sure. so on. And I didn't, I hadn't, wasn't sure what had happened to him. I knew, I knew he was running a record store for a while, but I didn't yeah. know whether he was even still here or what was going on. So it was really nice. There's a wonderful article in the uh, Wisconsin State Journal about him just this last week. Yeah, so, I saw that. He's yeah. a good guy. We like Dave. Yeah, we do. We did like Dave. And he seemed to... He seemed to not, you know, projectile vomit when he saw us. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It was, it was a very equal relationship there. <laughs> I don't hate your guts. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> so NASA scientists are, are, are really just scratching the surface on their analysis of fragments brought back from the this asteroid, Bennu. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but... Uh, but the early indications are that the material it contains originated from an ancient ocean world. Wow. Isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's totally cool. That's uh, based on the, the phosphate crust detected on the asteroid. The calcium and magnesium-rich phosphate minerals has never been seen before on meteorites. And uh, the, the chemistry bears an eerie resemblance to that found in vapor shooting from beneath the icy crust of uh, some of Saturn's moons. Nice. That's where we're going to find life is those, those, yeah. those crazy moons with, yeah. the, with the, the hidden oceans underneath yeah, them. Big old sturgeons with two heads. It'll, 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 it'll just be like a big octopus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, it's a pretty good floor plan. Octopus is a good floor plan. It is. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you're in the water, if you're yeah. creating life in the water, you've yeah. you got a lot fewer restrictions. You, yeah. know, you, you, you don't need to, to be able to move around no, you know, no. on, against gravity. You can just yeah. squirt your way around or whatever. <laughs> yeah. or, there's a lot of different ways to yeah. <laughs> get the around in method. the method. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> but, but people are going to be disappointed when we do find life because you know, or, or everybody thinks it'll be like in the movies. It'll yeah. be, you know, somebody that uh, you know, whether well, wearing their pajamas yeah. and a shiny hat, and yeah. then they're going to talk to us and tell us how to, you know, have peace on Earth. Well, we, we and, ha- and we're just going to find like a like a you know a walleye or something. Yeah, and, I mean, we haven't um, found intelligent life yet. Anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> so why do we think it's going to be on, on Titan or whatever? You know? But it'll be funny. It'll be like the greatest discovery in the history of, of, the, of, of humanity. Yeah, for a and, month. And people, and people will be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Right. What? It's just a worm. You know? <laughs> it's a space worm. Come on. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, there's a new lunar lander from the U.S. that's oh, heading yeah. towards the moon. Everybody else is doing it right now, and we haven't sent anything to land on the moon since 1972. So again, we're we're kind of our 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 half century thing here is uh, is holding up pretty well. Uh, if everything goes right, there's a robotic lunar lander that's going to be uh, popping down on the moon 
early Thursday morning on February 22nd. It'll be the first American spacecraft to set down, if everything goes okay, since Apollo 17 landed there back in 1972. Now, unlike Apollo 17, no one's going to be playing golf, so that's good. (laughs) Whitey's on the moon. (laughs) Brought my golf cart and my my clubs and my balls. Um, According to the the company that's in charge, this is the difference, is that a company is involved in this. Uh, which uh, NASA's contracting with. And uh, according to the company that's in charge, Intuitive Machines of Houston, uh, they're, they're pretty excited about this. Please just punch. According to the president, a guy by the name of Stephen Altimus, I feel fairly confident that we're going to be successfully su- successful softly landing on the moon. We've done the tests. We've tested and tested and tested as much testing as we could do. So it, uh, it lowers the cost uh, for the rest of us, of course, when uh, NASA... Farms things out in this way. According to an official at NASA, we're trying to create a marketplace in a place that where it didn't exist before, but we have to do so in a cost-conscious manner. Hmm. So so it's a cheapy rocket to the moon. No, it's it's called Odysseus, and it's going to enter uh, the, um, the moon about 62 miles from the surface, and then 24 hours later, it'll fire its engine to begin its final descent. An hmm. hour after that, is supposed to set down near a crater named Malapert A, which is about 155, pardon me, 185 miles from the South Pole. And it's a relatively flat area. So uh, there it'll go. So we'll all be watching oh, that. very cool. At least I will. Well, things got harder to fake after Stanley Kubrick died, you know. So, <laughs> <but> the- <laughs> hey, uh, a little little thing that was important to me, uh, you know, we're not... Uh, Companion and I are lucky enough to be able to go to Paris every summer, and we will not be going this summer because of the Olympics. But I had read that uh, some things have been changed in Paris uh, during the Olympics for security reasons, and one thing that they were thinking of doing away with were the booksellers. If you walk along the Seine, there are these booksellers. It's an old tradition. It goes back back to the 1600s of bookstalls being set up along the Seine, and you could buy you know, 200-year-old leather-bound books and comic books. I mean, any kind of book, any kind of image you can imagine. And uh, they were going to shut them down. The police had encouraged that as for safety reasons. But the president of, of the republic, President Macron, stepped in. Mitterrand. Uh, <laughs> Mitterrand? Mitterrand. <laughs> okay. He stepped in and he said uh, that, uh, that this is a living heritage of the capital. Oh, good. And uh, so the, the bouquinists are going to be able to put up their stalls just like always. And um, uh, the, uh, they appealed to the president in an opinion column that was, uh, that was in Le Monde last, uh, last August. And it began with a citation, of course, from Albert Camus. Everything that degrades culture shortens the path that leads to servitude. That's pretty intense. An ancient egg laid by a bird roughly 1,700 years ago was discovering in Eng- discovered in England. So well preserved, its contents are still sloshing around inside of it. Oh, I've, yummy. I've had older eggs at IHOP. <laughs> 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 okay, I promised you earlier yes. that I would talk about the history of kissing. And that was, you know, because this was Valentine's Day this week, right? Sure. So there was an article in the New York Times about this. It's a Danish couple that is looking into this. And they think that, you know, basically people, um, like open mouth kissing is a new thing, they think. It did not exist back in ancient times. People, many cultures, they just rub noses or press their foreheads. Many cultures do kiss, but they just, with their mouths closed, and it's just like a friendly little peck. But uh, the love kiss, the romantic kiss, uh, as it was called in uh, 
in ancient Rome, they had different names for different kinds of kisses. Um, what was it called? Uh, sort of the, the, the soul kiss, whatever the name was. I can't remember what the name is here. I don't have it. But at any rate, um, they think that it started about 3,000 years ago. And there's two things that substantiate this. One is they've actually done genetic sequencing on herpes. And they found out that that's when herpes <laughs> began. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> it's like finding out when we started wearing clothes by looking, sequencing the body louse, you yeah, know, and finding right. out, okay, the thing that hides in your clothes, it had to, like, hide in your clothes, right? So it, it's basically started back then. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, but, but they also found some, uh, some uh, cuneiform tablets going back to ancient Assyria. And, uh, and the Assyria, they're both Assyriologists, this husband and wife couple. And uh, they found that uh, rather than the friendly parental peck, which is uh, is we, we have evidence for yeah. for longer back, uh, the 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 lip lock is basically uh, as far as we can tell dates to about three thousand years ago. And here's the uh, and during the Roman period. Oh, I one thing quick quickly. It's called the the uh, it's called the savium. That was the the Roman word for the full works. They had different levels of kissing. Osculum. That's where you peck somebody on the cheek. The basium was the uh, closed mouth, lip on lip. But when you want to do the whole thing, it's called the savium. And this mm. is what we're talking about. We're talking about that level of kiss. It was such a problem, apparently, in the first century A.D. Too many people were kissing that uh, the emperor Tiberius, it was worried <laughs> about herpes, apparently, said uh, not so much open mouth kissing. So there's actually laws in ancient Rome wow. trying to stop that. Wow. So. so. It was it was rough back in ancient times because the the teenagers would practice kissing on these stone pillows. Okay, time to declare <laughs> the weekend. Enjoy your weekend. We got to get out of here. Pants was great to see you. You too, buddy. Hey, have a great week, everybody. Stick around. The kiosk is next after that. Who cooks for you with the real Jaguar? It's two o'clock. You are listening to WRT eighty nine point nine FM, Madison. Have a great week, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>